child's play, a terrifying new movie. Something has moved in with the Barkley family. And so has terror. Child's play. Child's play. Rated R. Starts Wednesday, November 9th at a theater near you. The Carpenter Rants. Hey, everybody, and welcome to TCR. Three nobodies discussing the masterworks of horror cinema. We're those nobodies. I'm Caleb. Nah, I'm Doug. And it's just two of us tonight. Uh, Kendall Dunn, Dunn got just up and... <laughs> Kendall Dunn got up and got down with the sickness, y'all. And uh, she is... Uh, Ooh, wow. Yeah, that's the sound that she's making. Um all over her house tonight as her butt explodes in the commode <laughs> yeah <laughs> you ever have diarrhea so bad Ooh, <laughs> that's what that song's about <laughs> that's exactly what it's about uh her absence is already felt uh is there there's gonna be no one to no one to corral this show back on track tonight but um <laughs> Uh, Doug, it's sorry. Yeah, Doug, it's Pride Month. Uh, that's what we're celebrating here. Um, <gasps> here in the the month of June, uh, we are taking a look at films mm-hmm. either created by or starring um, members of the LGBTQ community. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, uh. The LGBTQ voice is just what you asked for. <laughs> Three straight white people telling you what how to live your life. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, the LGBTQ community is, uh, I mean, you have you have uh, you have queer filmmakers really contributing to the horror genre for decades and, and like major major works. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're going to see when we talk about this month, like we're, we're hitting some, yeah, we got some heavy hitters. Yeah. This is a really, this is a really great month. Um, and we'll reveal it as always, as we go along, but, um, we wanted to highlight some of those voices. Um, I'm going to say at the top that, and, and I spent a lot of time researching this when we're picking out films, like even still, um, within like a marginalized community, like most of the most of like the the big films or movies that that I could find were still made by men. Um, I found that um, you know it was hard to find uh, mm-hmm. films made by uh, lesbian filmmakers or trans filmmakers. Um, it's still a very male dominant. We looked. We looked. Yeah. We, we looked uh, a long time for. Yeah. And again, that might just be my ignorance in research. Um, so, you know, if you've got a, if you've got something I need to check out, Could be, yeah. um, hit me up, let me know. Carpenterantspod at gmail.com. Yeah, um, please, please enlighten us. 
But Hollywood, Facebook, Doug, like everything Instagram, else, is a fucking sausage fest. Um, it's a bunch of dudes uh, making movies, so um, that's what we got a lot of. Um, but we wanted to highlight those voices in particular this month and just celebrate them. And uh, Doug, the LGBTQ community has made some fucking fantastic horror movies, um, and I'm excited to talk about them. Um, Indeed. I did also want to mention at the top of the show, uh, we are now hosted through the Spotify podcast app on Anchor. Um, that means nothing for you if you've if you've been. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah, if you've been listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, Google, whatever, um, it's going to keep appearing as it always has. There's going to be no interruption in the feed. Um, however, we're going to be on a whole other host. Of different sites, Anchor just fucking automatically submits your shit everywhere. Yeah, we're gonna be popping up places we haven't been. Yeah, um, Breaker is one. Never heard of it, but we're on it now. So if you listen to your podcast on Breaker, we're there. Doug, you ever heard of Breaker? <laughs> no, dude. There's a massive lag. Oh, weird. On our thing, and it is killing me. Oh, weird. It must have just started. Hang on. Let me pause. All right. We're going again. All right. Um, yeah, so, Doug, I don't know if you've ever heard of Breaker, but you're on it, brother. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> well, you're there, man. Um, okay. Okay. Well, let's kick things off. Um, it's going to be a fun month. Like we said already, we got a lot of heavy hitters, uh, a lot of big-time uh, films to discuss, and uh, I think we're kicking it off pretty strong. Uh, Doug, why don't you uh, clue the fine mm-hmm. folks in on uh, what we're talking about tonight? Well, sir, if y'all didn't see the title of the podcast, we are talking about the original child's play from 1988 Woo. um you'll recall that doug and i uh saw and enjoyed uh the remake mm-hmm. that came out in what was that 2019 2019 yep uh which we can talk about a little more later but uh yeah we're uh we're gonna kick it off here tonight with the uh, with the doll that started it all boy i wish i'd written that down that's off the cuff folks that's that's how good that's how good this show is. <laughs> and I'm bragging about it, so <laughs> I'm sad. Alright. <laughs> um, alright, before we kick it off into Child's Play, which I got a lot to talk about. This was fun to watch. Um mm-hmm. Doug, why don't you uh why don't you give the folks what they're all clamoring for, and that's in that's them fat deets. I well, sir, Child's Play came out uh, November 9th, 1988. Mm, Thanksgiving. Take your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Directed by Tom M.F. and Holland. And screenplay by Mr. Don Mancini with help of John Latvia. Don Mancini. Who is it Mancini or Mancini? Uh, pick one. Okay. I guess it doesn't matter. Um, it matters to him, but he ain't yeah. here, folks. So. <laughs> he's Don, the one we're listening. 
<laughs> He's the one we're highlighting tonight. I'm like, doesn't fucking matter what his name is. Um, <laughs> much like The Rock uh, would say. Um, <laughs> uh, Don Mancini, I like the way you say it. It sounds way better than the way I was saying it. Um, Mancini. This guy, <laughs> he wrote one other movie before this. Um, I had I don't have it in front of me, but it was something that would like, be cellar dweller. Cellar dwellers. I knew it was something cute. Um, so he wrote cellar. Have you seen cellar? Have you dweller? seen cellar dweller? I haven't. I asked you first. <laughs> it's cellar dweller, not dwellers. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, it's about a comic book monster that comes to life and just uh, attacks people in a house. There's more to it than that. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but the creature design is great. Okay. And it's a it's a full moon production. They they're the ones that did like Puppet Master and all that shit. So it's very oh, low budget. Shit. Okay. And it's extremely fun. Okay. Well, it so sounds cellar dweller. Check it out. It sounds good. Um, I read the like I read the synopsis of it when I was doing my research for today. Um, so, uh, Donnie Boy writes Cellar Dweller, which I was doing like a James mm-hmm. Cameron sequel. I was doing Cellar Dwellers. <laughs> Um, and and then he writes Child's Play and then he just goes on a run dude he writes Child's Play 2 and 3 um, and Bride of Chucky well, and then, hang on real quick go for it he wrote Child's the script for Child's, Child's Play first yes oh and, okay uh, Full Moon Productions wanted to put it out and but the more and more they got into it they're like ah we ain't gonna have the money to do this but we really like you can you write us something he was like i sure can and then that's how he got on to cellar dweller which is they put out in like no time so that's why it, it technically came out before child's play i mean it not technically it literally came out before child's play because yeah. they shot the movie in like two weeks interesting well, because that's what they're famous for. Uh, well, our guy here, he writes Child's Play 1, 2, and 3. And then he writes Bride of Chucky. Then he writes and directs Seed, Curse, and Cult of Chucky. Uh, he mm-hmm. works on a favorite show of mine, uh, Hannibal. Uh, he produces that for a while, yeah. writes a few episodes. I think he directs a couple of episodes, too. Didn't he do a couple of Tales from the Crypt episodes? He he did at least one uh, that I know of, but he may Mm. have done more. Um, And then, uh, and now he's creating, he had nothing to do with the, with the, the remake of Child's Play. Um, And was, no, he did not. And from what I understand was a little salty about it. Um, but mostly because he was, he's, MGM owned the rights to child's play, child, the first child's play, yes, which they still to this day own the rights to universal put out all the other ones except for seed, I think. And, um, them still having the rights. They're like, we're going to reboot this so we can still refresh our rights. And yeah, he was pissed about it. Cause, uh, Don Mancini, the guy we're highlighting here, cause I can hear people now like, what the hell does this got to do with LGBT? <laughs> yeah. Don Mancini. That, that's who we're talking about yes anyway um this is all his brainchild this is his story this is his idea his his screen uh the guy that helped screenwrite threw in a little 
of the iconic ideas that we know and love today, but this is all him. Chucky is his child. And he has been sticking with it. He's got a new television show that's coming out. Yeah. He he created a horror icon. Yeah. Um and we talked about this before, but like Chucky was kind of like I, I discounted Chucky a lot um when I was younger. Same. Um same. But like you, I know you talked about um a while back, but like I as well have found kind of like a new appreciation for it. Um, but the thing is, Doug, there are four, five, six, seven of these movies and uh-huh. a TV show coming, not to mention the remake. So people like Chucky. <laughs> I mean, people, and I'll, I'll be honest. Um, in all seven of those films, they're all watchable. None of them are just fucking terrible. No seed of Chucky is a little meh. But all of them are very enjoyable. It's rare that you have an entire franchise where all the entries are pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, it keeps coming. Like, I'm excited about the TV show, honestly. Like, I want to see where the story goes now. That's sci-fi, right? It's coming on sci-fi? Yeah. Oh, he also worked on that Channel Zero show, which was kind of a a big thing on sci-fi. I've never seen it, but people people dug it. I I heard good things about that. Mm -hmm. I never saw it either, though. Um. I'm all over the place. I don't remember. Did you mention the budget and how much it made? I didn't. Yeah, we just got off on a. <laughs> we just got Mancini off on a tangent. Yeah. Tancini. Well, sir, okay. uh, the budget was. Nope. Was nine million. <laughs> <laughs> and it brought back forty-four point two million. Wow, that's great! I'd I say was that's a success. I was curious about the budget because there are some like big effects in this and like the Chucky doll effects themselves gives her son a much sought after doll for his birthday only to discover that it is possessed by the soul of a serial killer. Stop digging. You struck a wall. <laughs> a serial killer. And we'll talk about it by the way. Uh, who knows voodoo. Tale as old as time. <laughs> Um, I want to mention to, I want to have a conversation about Tom Holland, but I want to save that for, I want to save that for later. Um, okay. yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that after we talk about the movie. I do want to talk about, um, the cinematographer mm-hmm. because, uh, boy, I had who this- was it? I didn't even look. All I didn't right. even look it up. Is it anyone of note? Oh, or you yeah. just don't like his work? Oh, no, no. It's Bill Butler. And if that name doesn't ring a bell to you... Oh, I'll... shit, he did Jaws. Dude, he did Jaws? Let me, I'm going to hit you with some... I'm going to hit you with some... He did Jaws? One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yes. Uh, uh, three Rocky sequels? Yes. Um, Holy shit. Including Rocky Ford. Drago! When the fucking camera is panning around the mountain. He did the fucking Godfather, dude. Dude, he was the second unit of photography on the Godfather. Uh, After Child's Play, uh, Beethoven's second, Cop and a Half, Hot Shots, Anaconda. Uh, What else have we got here? Wow. Frailty. Frailty. Dude, he worked on a ton of shit. It's crazy. He did Stripe. Yes. He did Grease. 
Yes. God Bill, damn. Bill Butler. It's crazy because why, why like, is his name not? I mean, it probably is. It's just I wouldn't. He told me it's such a plain name. You're like, yeah, oh, Bill Butler did that. Oh, okay. Dude, I had no. And he idea. also did every fucking movie you love. Yeah, he. This guy shot some of the most iconic movies of all time. Dude, Jaws, fucking Bill Butler. Um, I mean, Grease, dude, Rocky 2, 3, and 4. I mean, Rocky is the movie, but 2, 3, and 4 were massive, massive, massive movies. Everybody saw yep. that. You have seen Bill Butler's work, if you're if you're listening to this right now. Um... This is incredible. Yeah, when I just... Kind of mad at myself for not knowing that name. That I didn't know it either, dude. I was like, Bill Butler. I was like, this movie looked pretty good. Let me see what else he shot. And then, boom, there you have it. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I do want to have a conversation about Tom Holland, but I want to have that later. So let's let's dive in uh, to Child's Play, which, Doug, this was a fucking fun rewatch i haven't seen this in years isn't it yeah years and like i told you i, I plan on i plan on lot. jumping into the rest of the series here I, soon dude me too because if i haven't seen this i've in, seen all of them but it's been a long time since i've seen any of the sequels i haven't seen i don't think i've seen all of them but i've seen i've seen most of them probably but um but yeah, I was I I just had a fucking blast, and uh, there's some fun stuff here. And dude, the movie opens with police chasing on foot uh, a serial killer, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and just opening fire on the city streets, uh, <laughs> just shooting into the night. Um, and it's got that great. Um, this is 88, this is one year before Batman, but this fucking feels like Tim Burton's Gotham, like, that's what these city sets feel it's like. It's Chicago, man. Oh, this um, is Chicago? Yeah. The, the, it's set in and shot in Chicago. It's just got that, it's got that vibe. Um, so the, uh, police, uh, and who's our, uh, oh, I shit chris sarandon he's the yes. detective from fright night and princess bride now is this before or after fright night fright night was i think wasn't that the 86 right? was that 80 was it 86 or 87 yeah uh no 85, 85 85 okay so i was curious about that because um because i like uh i like chris sarandon a lot but he is like, I don't know if he just thought, I don't know if he was just like doing a favor or something, but he was like half in this movie, I felt like. He must have been doing Tom Holland a favor. I because, think so. Because yeah, he, he wasn't it, he wasn't all in on this one. I don't, Maybe I could he just feel didn't it. respect the script because it was a killer doll or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. His heart he was, wasn't in it. He was so fucking like, dude, he owns every fucking frame of film in Fright Night. And... You know, he just mm-hmm. commands every scene he's in. And in this movie, he's kind of like, I, it just felt like he was. He's just, there. Yeah. He's serviceable. He's got but some he good. giving it his all. He's got some good moments. He has my favorite scene in the whole movie. So, um, but yeah, I, I was kind of like, what's going on here? But again, it's a movie about a killer 
doll. So maybe he was just getting paid. Um, well, uh, the, uh, the chase of the serial killer ends in a uh, toy store. And uh, the killer, uh, Charles Lee Ray, um, mm-hmm. he's fatally wounded from a gunshot. Um, Shot in the back multiple times. Yeah. And his partner, uh, the guy in the getaway vehicle, leaves him behind. Um, and it seems like Charles is not in charge. And, uh, no, sir. <laughs> and uh, things are not going well. And he keeps saying, I have to find somebody. Um, and he, he knocks over a display of good guy dolls. Um, if you're old like me, um, you'll remember the My Buddy doll. Doug, do you remember those commercials? Yep. I had my one when buddy. I was a kid. Did you have a My Buddy? Um, I did. I never had one, but I remember seeing and this was 1000% inspired from the My Buddy dolls. Absolutely. Don Mancini has gone on record many times saying that, yep, I completely ripped those things off <laughs> because I always thought they were spooky. They are creepy. Um, so knocks over the display of, uh, good guy dolls. He's looking at the thing and then, uh, just whips out a voodoo curse, uh, uh, some sort of incantation, Doug. Um, and before we go any further, sure. We're jumping over one of the biggest parts of this entire thing. Okay. Franchise. Charles Lee Ray is played by low key, the best actor in the game that has ever been Brad motherfucking Dorf. Oh man. He is so good in he's, everything he's in. He's so good. And, and it's another thing. It's like, he's just not like a household name, but like when you think about, and like, that's fucking sad because yeah. I'm not exaggerating. He is great in everything he is. He's been in will ever be. I mean, he is phenomenal. Yep. He is. Um, and so he gets he he performs this voodoo like ritual sky fills with clouds and lightning um now the detective what's his name it's intense too man and that's because of Duroff. yeah he's just all like saying his incantation and his eyes are just fucking super focused on this doll and he's just sweating and shit yeah, he's doing and, this and dying at the same time. Yes, and fucking uh, the detective. In a movie about a killer doll. <laughs> the detective's name is Mike, by the way. So Mike walks in. Um, Mike walks in. He witnesses all this. Looks up at the the ceiling, which is glass, um, and sees the lightning, the clouds forming, and a giant bolt of lightning shoots into the toy store. And then the toy store just explodes. <laughs> and this all happens in the first three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> five minutes, maybe. Like it, yeah, first, yeah, five, five minutes. Yeah. Um, if that doesn't pique your interest, then just turn it the fuck off. Dude, I'm telling you, this movie this movie jumps right in. Um it's a yeah, pretty, it does not fuck around. It's a pretty thrilling opening scene. They obviously spent a lot of money on it because they blow the fuck up out of that store. 
All right. So, um, voodoo incantation is complete. Um, now we uh, meet our uh, struggling uh, single parent um, who will do anything uh, to give her mm-hmm. kid the one thing he wants for his birthday. Um, and this, uh, so this is Andy and his mom. Um, and this storyline yeah. makes me really emotional, like as an adult, like with children. Like, you know, you give this. Yeah, because um, <laughs> Andy is six years old. Yes, he's small. And, um, you know, we, Caleb and I both have five-year-olds going on six so mm-hmm. i couldn't help but think what if you know yeah what like if my kids had to outrun someone trying to fucking <laughs> kill them well and it's also just like you know like she's having a hard time and i was going to talk about this later but i guess i'll go ahead and bring it up i feel like she's paying a lot of money for this fucking top floor gigantic apartment um <laughs> this place is really fucking nice <laughs> the 80s man reaganomics i guess it worked here here's some used blue jeans andy um good thing i get to live on the top floor of this really cool looking fucking building that kid's face when he opened up those <laughs> clothes for his birthday why'd she put Every them in such a giant a box look, man the box I, I was make it feel special i guess i don't know that's some big pants andy That's your big britches. We're going to have to hem them up three feet, but they good to go. Oh, yeah, that was rough. You can wear them until you're 16. <laughs> That's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she buys him an accessory for the good guy doll, which is like the good guy toolkit, <laughs> which is the ultimate. Like, that hurts. <laughs> can you imagine? Man, I've been there a bunch of times, let me tell you. Growing up with not a lot of money, yep. you, you got your heart set on this thing, but they give you the fucking sidekick <laughs> or the fucking booster, um, shitty, like, fucking whatever comes with it. They're like, oh, I want it the Ghostbusters firehouse. Oh, but this is the Ghostbusters gumballs. Here you go. Have fun with them. <laughs> even worse it's like whatever like knockoff like is this the power rangers no this is the virtual ranger warriors <laughs> you're like oh transmorphers again oh god this is the samurai showdown warriors or whatever that <laughs> fucking um lawrence brothers show was it was the samurai super showdown where they went into the internet to battle drawings the of Archer, monsters. Beetleborgs. Beetleborgs. <laughs> <laughs> With a ghost that looked like the genie from Aladdin. And Jay Leno. He did look like Jay Leno. All right. Well, so we established that Andy's birthday is, you know, less than amazing. And then um, Andy's mom has to go to work. And then because of capitalism, Doug, uh, she has to work through her son's mm-hmm. uh, birthday. 
Yep. She has to pull Tales a double. Tale as time. <laughs> yeah. And over 30 years later, uh, workers all over the country are still taking a it's stand. It's gotten worse. Yeah. They're still taking a stand against the same type of shit. And the, and the logic is that because of the... Oh, but ain't that America. <laughs> the logic is that because of the extra unemployment benefits, they just can't find workers. And I'm like, maybe people are tired of being paid fucking nothing to do the worst jobs in America. Yeah, it took a pandemic for people to realize that, but it's always been there, and I'm glad people are saying shit about it now. Yeah, I am too. All right, um... Well, uh, anywho, yeah, Andy's, uh, what's her name? Karen, Andy's mom, Karen, uh, Karen, her friend Maggie shows up and she's like, Hey, you know, that doll, you were, <laughs> you really want that doll, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that new doll you're looking for. I'm glad for? I forgot about that. <laughs> It's your cousin, Marvin Barry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, Maggie shows up and she's like, yo, hey, um, there's a dude selling one of these dolls in the alley. We got to go check it out. And the thing's like a hundred bucks, which we established is a lot of money uh, for for Karen. Mm -hmm. And the guy in the alley is like, I'll sell it to you for 50 He's clearly homeless, and Maggie's like, "Now nah, we'll give you 10 And I'm like, hang on. Did he say 50 I thought he said 30 He said 50 and then she said 10 and then he said 30 And then she went... Oh, yeah, duh. That's yeah. Right. But <laughs> I'm like, this guy's homeless. Like, give him the fucking 50 bucks. Jesus. 10 from 50 is a lot. Um... But <laughs> it's a hundred. I'll give you a ten. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Reaganomics. Um well Karen buys it. <laughs> and she takes it home. Um and she tells uh because she gets to go home for like a couple hours and then she has to come back. So she takes it home, gives it to Andy, and she's like, I got a surprise for you. This box is the size of me wasn't actually groceries and then andy's like oh no way i'm like yeah they don't put groceries in gift wrapped gigantic boxes uh, andy don't seem too bright so <laughs> i mean he's wearing the same working he's wearing the same pajamas for like and we've seen his breakfast making skills at this point so Man, Uh, Alex Vincent at age five or six, whenever he shot this, not the best actor. He's not, he's got some moments where he's okay. I I was kind of impressed with him a couple times, but yeah, most kids, it's tough. And very annoying. (laughs) Also, he's wasting a lot of that country crock. Don't get me started on that. I, I saw him wasting all that shit, and I was mad. <laughs> Doug, did you have country crock in your house when you were growing up? Because we did, or some variation of it anyway. I had fucking uh, Kroger crock or whatever the fuck the <laughs> off-brand shit was. Kroger crock. 
Uh, yeah, same. We definitely had margarine, though, because that was one of those things where my parents were like, it's healthier. <laughs> Turns out, not the case. <laughs> well, we just had it because it was cheaper. You could buy a tub of it for what four sticks of butters cost. <laughs> That's true. Um, all right. Well, Andy opens his gift. It's a good guy doll. Everybody's happy. His name's Chucky. Yay. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, let's see. Um, oh, also, Maggie has volunteered to babysit for Karen because she's being forced to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we get the scene, the first scene where, uh, where Chucky comes to life. Um, you get the little tease of it where the TV turns on. Chucky wants to watch the news, Andy says. Maggie's like, whatever, go back to bed. Because they're talking about the, um, the, the serial killer that had was shot down mm-hmm. in the toy store and he just wants to know what's going on. Yeah, because, well, they're talking about him. his escaped, uh, accomplice, which he's also mad about. Yeah. Um, all right. So then he, uh, this one's brutal. Uh, he kills, uh, Maggie with a hammer and fucking shoves her out the window. Yeah. (laughs) Shoves her out the window of that apartment. Dude, she fucking plummets and smashes into that car. She hit that Ford truck fucking hard. (laughs) Another like really great effect. I mean, they're going... They they spent the money on this thing. That nine million, you can see it. Um Yeah. They stretched that and spent it very wisely. Everything looks great in this flick. It really does. Alright. Um okay, so now um Karen comes home and uh Detective Mike is there, Chris Sarandon's character. Um homicide detective at the scene of this accident very interesting um but he's mm-hmm. noticed some tiny footprints on the counter in the spilled flour yes so right away he's like i think this kid killed this lady <laughs> he's not a great cop <laughs> <laughs> right away <laughs> <laughs> He's not a good cop. The whole and time he was like, he's talking to Andy and he's all like, you know, you know anything about this? Let me see the bottom of your shoes. <laughs> hey, this looks familiar. Why don't you just get him to go over there and put his foot right beside the his foot. clearly smaller print? <laughs> his foot is fucking three times the size of that footprint. And... Dude, he got it in his head immediately. He's like, this six-year-old murdered a lady. And he just was stuck with that until the doll came to life on him. (laughs) Yeah. He had it out for Andy the entire time. Yeah, he's like, I'm not looking into this. Uh, (laughs) I know a six-year-old did this. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Case closed. Yeah, I'm going home. I'm tired. (laughs) Um, all right. Um, and now we get the classic, uh, 
you know, that doll ain't right. <laughs> That's what the rest of this movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and like movies like this, you know, the kid tells, the kid tells him, you know, Chucky talks to me and the mom's just like, or shit. Yeah. Oh, imagination. (laughs) Here's the other thing. Another, some more bad police work, Doug. Um, Karen's upset that that they're even insinuating that Andy murdered, you know, her friend. And the cop's like, you know what? You're right. Let's give you some space. Everybody get out of this act. He's like, everyone leave the active crime scene. Just go home. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they do. Stop what you're doing. Leave and never come back. And they never do. They never come back to an active nope. crime scene. <laughs> I was like really entertained by the police work in this movie. They're like, the police are here, but they're not doing anything. <laughs> like, we're still investigating. And he's like, no, the six-year-old did it. I told you. <laughs> Case closed. I got to get home. And buy some more pleated khakis. Um, alright. Um, okay, so, Chucky's, like, telling, or not Chucky, but Andy's telling his mom, like, Chucky talks to me, and he says this and that, and the mom's like, that doll don't talk, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Actual line of dialogue. I, Doug, I've seen enough of these movies to know that if Grayson's ever like, hey, my toy told me that it's alive and it's doing this, we're getting rid of that motherfucker. Like, we're not keeping that toy. Yeah. It's going to be lit on fire immediately. Yeah, I'm like, let's kill it. Does it have a heart? Let's fucking shoot it. I don't even want to give it a chance. Shoot it in the heart. Yeah. That's later. Um. Well, the next next thing we got, Doug, is Chucky's Day Out, Um. <laughs> where Andy and Chucky just hop on the subway and... uh go on a little field trip together not the subway the uh um, oh the uh what is the what is it the train the train whatever train yeah in chicago yeah yeah he just he's whispering to andy talking just he's supposed to be going to school why you would bring that toy to school i have no idea yeah that's but um chucky's just talked to andy into taking this adventure into the ghetto yeah let's head let's head down to the bad part of town um where, uh, you know, they find this, like, this fucking rundown shithole of a building. And then Andy's like, hang on, I got a tinkle. And, like, just leaves Chucky unattended for a minute. And then, uh, we get a really nice visual reference to what I believe to be the Evil Dead here. Um, where the camera, like, runs up, like, POV style to the the building i think they were going more for a shout out to a trilogy of terror because there's a a famous segment of that where this little um dog goes around and kills Mm. folks so this is is a big shout out to that gotcha there's a lot of um there's a lot of references just visually to other horror movies uh in this Mm -hmm. um there's like some there's like some halloween stuff going on and the big fucking friday the 13th one later um, so, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. So, 
Andy comes back from uh, peeing outside. He hears gunfire. Doug runs toward it. That boy is ate up with a dumbass. <laughs> runs toward the sound of gunshots. <laughs> Fuck, it blew my mind. Um, but he's worried about Chucky. Now, to be fair, he loves Chucky. Loves his doll. He's worried about him. There's guns going off near my toy. I better check on him. <laughs> Gotta go get the toy. <laughs> um, Chucky's broken into the uh, to this abandoned building. Where, uh, and I forget his name, but where his partner is, like, is holed up hiding. Again, the police not really, like, it's just an empty building this guy's staying in. Hadn't really checked it out. Um, it's like an empty townhouse or something. Yeah. So, excuse me. So, um, Chucky fucking, and this is the first time you, like, because you don't see Chucky run up to the house. That's all like POV camera stuff. But you see Chucky's hand for the first time, like turning on the gas in the in the gas oven. Yes, I love um, how uh, this in this entire film, when Chucky comes to life, um, seeing him in all his glory is a slow process. It is, yeah. They it take... starts with Andy carrying him everywhere, and then when he does start moving on his own, you don't actually see him. It's all from his point of view, and then it transitions to his point of view, and then you see his arms and legs mm-hmm. through his eyes. It's just a slow... I think it, how they handled that was done so well. Well, you got fucking... Uh, you got Bill Butler on the set of this film shooting this thing, and mm-hmm. that's the guy who shot Jaws, and you don't see Jaws for a fucking long time. Yeah. Um, oh, Billy Butts knows what he's doing. <laughs> you wanted the best, you got the butts. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yes, Bill, we got it. Okay. <laughs> you were there at the Godfather, we all know. <laughs> yeah, pull your pants up and get back on the camera. Um, yeah, this is a great moment where you see his hand, he's turning on, and then he's like fucking with this guy in this building, uh, who's carrying around a fucking really serious fucking firearm, man. Um, that thing is heavy duty. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course he's been shooting. So Andy's running toward the building and he gets startled and he looks out the window and he's like, ah, just a little kid all by himself running around outside. That's totally normal for this neighborhood. Completely normal. Um, and then he, uh, he shoots into the kitchen, um, where he's been led by Chucky and uh, the entire building explodes. Really great explosion. Mm hmm. Good stuff. Um, let's see. Okay. Sweet house explosion. Um, uh, the cops pick up Andy, take him to the police station. Andy's mom shows up there to get him. And that's where they reveal, they're like, hey, look, you won't believe it, but we found we found this guy dead in this house explosion, and your son was there. And uh, he says that the doll told him, you know, this is where he starts revealing that the doll had threatened him to do stuff or it was going to kill him. 
Um, <laughs> and again, this is my critique of the police. To me, Andy being the killer is as crazy as the doll being alive. So yes. I, I don't know. <laughs> we have a six-year-old murderer like who blew up a fucking house or a doll came to life. Both those things are just as crazy to me. So I'm just, I don't know why they're scoffing off one and leaning so hard into the other. It is very, very young murderers are extremely rare, but they do exist. They do exist. Yeah. There's that famous case in England of those two 10 year olds that kidnapped a two year old and tortured and killed him. So, I mean, that, that does happen. Yes. But I do see what you're talking about. It is crazy to think that this very bad acting six-year-old did all of this. And to date, um, there have been no official cases of dolls coming to life and murdering people. So, I guess I'm... That we know of. That's true. Fucking government. (laughs) Thanks a lot, fucking whoever's in charge while you're listening to this. (laughs) That's right, we're in the time stream. Yeah. (laughs) On fucking breaker.com or whatever. (laughs) What? (laughs) Whatever website you're streaming this on in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Farmersonly.com podcast section. (laughs) Um, All right, um... Karen takes the doll home. This is the reveal of the batteries not being in the doll. This is really great. Um, it really is. Now, I do have a, a nitpick here. Is that the fucking doll came with batteries? Because you and I have children, and th- there's very few things in this world that come That's with why batteries. it was $100. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> they were branded good guy batteries, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, Karen's like freaking out. She's like, just say something because she's feeling like she's going crazy. And of course, the doll doesn't, the doll just says like it's like programmed stuff, like, I'm your friend or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then she picks the box up and then the batteries fall out of it and she realizes that they never put the batteries in the doll. And then you get that great like exorcist fucking like head spin. Um, where he turns I like, his- he says he says what he's programmed to say but if you notice um he says hi i'm chucky want to play but he says it a little more aggressively which mm-hmm. i thought was a nice touch yeah i mean just a hair aggressively yeah just like a he, you bit. know like he's fucking with her um and then that's when <laughs> dude she fucking drops him and he rolls under the couch i loved that Oh yeah, he's he stopped drops and rolls underneath that couch and he's gone. Um and that's when the fucking like that's when the fucking Brad Dourif like the the Chucky voice comes out. I mean, it is it's so good. Mm-hmm. It, it's really so good. You get the um very Kruger influenced dialogue coming forth from this doll. Absolutely. One liner yeah. start and he's real aggressive. He's super aggressive. Um he's got kind of a potty mouth. And, uh, yeah, he's definitely, um, uh, he's definitely got the fucking Freddy Krueger 
like he he's cracking jokes this this voodoo possessed serial killer doll um so they have that um they have that like interaction and then um and he escapes somehow there i don't remember what happened but um he just ran out the front door yeah that's right he just takes off and then um he's riding down the elevator and she's like running down the stairs trying to catch him. oh that's right yeah he, just, she, he runs out the building and he's gone into the night yeah and then she she has that interaction with the detective again and she's like she's like hey chucky came to life and the detective's like no he didn't horseshit oh, oh wait this hadn't happened yet because she goes looking for the um Oh, he is. He's outside when she comes out. Um, and uh, she goes... She's asking him. She's like, I, I, the, the batteries were not in the toy. Then he ran off. And now I'm going to go find the guy the, who sold them to him. Maybe he knows where the toy's gone and all this and that. And he's like, that's a bad part of town. And then we get the great montage of her... Her mime work is great. Um, she's... Mm-hmm. She's using her arms to like mime like she's pushing a shopping cart and then she's pointing to her teeth because the dude had some fucked up chompers. Yeah. <laughs> um and she's going around and all the homeless people are like, I don't know the guy with the cart and the teeth. This is a great montage. <laughs> he has teeth and he has arms at work. Uh, yeah. you know. Um and then she finds the guy. Um and this goes sideways real fast. She's like, do you remember me? And he's like, yeah. She's like, you sold me a doll. And then he's like, I guess I'll attack you <laughs> sexually. It is fucking wild. I guess I'll try to rape you. Holy yeah. shit. I got it. It, it gets it's a complete 180. It gets intense real fast. And by the way, he had like a homeless woman girlfriend. And she's just like, hey, fucker, I'm over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, real weird. Yeah, well, Detective Mike is there, shows up um, using some excessive force on the homeless people, and uh, saves her, but then reveals that he was there the night that Charles Lee Ray died, and that he's the one who killed him. Um, Doesn't mention the, uh, you know, satanic voodoo chant that he heard or the lightning storm that occurred right after that chant. Because he's got the six-year-old in custody, Doug. (laughs) There's no need to look into this any further. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Um, He gives her a ride home, and that's that's when she's like, um... Uh, <laughs> I wrote here, I said, Mrs. Barkley, I was there when Charles died. I saw him perform a voodoo ritual. I saw the lightning strike the store, but obviously your six-year-old murdered a woman with a hammer and blew up a house. <laughs> this is pretty cut and dry. <laughs> Why can't you figure this out, woman? <laughs> yeah. Um, She's like, don't you see... He killed his partner. He's coming for you. And the cops just like, get out of my car. I got to go home. Um, and you're crazy lady. Now yeah. I'm going to go find your six year old and put him in prison. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then we get boys. My favorite scene of the movie um, is the is when Chucky attacks the detective in the car. Um, great, great sequence. This is so much fun. Like he chokes him with the with the jumper cables at first mm-hmm. from the back seat. Really great. Um, now, have we determined? Does Chucky have the strength of a grown man or just of a doll? Because, yes, okay. he does. Um, because the, um, which we find out a little later, the longer he stays in whatever oh, right. vessel he's in, he, he becomes Real. human. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he will have all his, uh, I guess the same, uh, strength and everything that he had as his normal Brad Dourif self, but Got in it. the body of this little doll. Got it. That's, that's why right. he wants Andy so bad, so he can get into a real human being and just grow up to be another crazy adult. Yes, and live um, a, a long life. Yeah. So he's attacking the cop here. I love this. Chokes him with the jumper cables. Starts stabbing a knife through the back of the seat, and so the the cop is like just kind of narrowly avoiding this. It's very like Bugs Bunny, like moving his whole body <laughs> like a rubber band, like. Eh. <laughs> well then he gets under the seat and the knife is like coming up like near his balls and stuff yeah um great this is a great scene and then he tries to hit the brakes and then chucky reaches out from under the seat and hits the gas with his little doll hand um and uh the car crashes and uh and then chucky's like running around it makes himself known to the to the cop uh and then the cop shoots him and then he fucking like he takes off but that whole that whole sequence the car speeding down the streets the knife coming out of the seat coming up from under the seat um it's just it's really fun it's, it's probably my favorite like five minutes it's very movie. cartoonish but very um uh terrifying all at the same time <laughs> it's really well done i, I liked it a lot um and then um, we meet. Uh, so this is where uh, this is where we find out that um, Charles Lee Ray knew this uh, voodoo man. <laughs> you know, you just your neighborhood voodoo man, yeah. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so then uh, he goes to meet him, um, and they have a conversation. And he's like, "I'm getting hurt." He's like, you taught me this shit, and I'm in this doll, but now they're hurting me. I didn't think they could hurt me. And as and as you covered a minute ago, the voodoo mm-hmm. man reveals that he's turning. turning. You're becoming real. Yeah. Um, and so, all right, now follow me here. You have to, to get out of the, you're going to be stuck in the doll unless you can transfer yourself into the body of the first person you revealed your true self to. Doug, this is oddly specific voodoo magic. <laughs> yes. That's what we call the that's uh plot servicing advice. Yeah. Now, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna second guess Don Mancini. He's been doing this for fucking thirty something years. Um, at this point. However, um it could have just it could have been just as easy. That he's like, you just have to transfer yourself into another body. And then he's like, I'm going to get this kid so that I can live a whole other life of murder. 
Um, but they throw in the part of it. It has to be the first person you revealed yourself to. It's very strange. I don't know why that would even be a specific curse at all. <laughs> uh, well, let's leave it open to sequels and shit, too. Very true. Just in case they want to go back. Very true. Oh, and then they did. Oh, yeah. Seven or eight times at this point. Um, all right. Well, he thinks this is funny, and Doug, he utters a line, which is, oof, um, I got a date with a six-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> that line written by Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, all right. So they uh oh we didn't even talk about the voodoo doll. Um mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is a great sequence too. Yeah, this is really good. He breaks out uh, but I have more questions. I have a lot of questions that are hard mm-hmm. to answer in this movie. Um okay. But so he breaks out the voodoo doll to get the answers he wants. He breaks the the guy's leg, breaks his arm. He's torturing him uh, with the voodoo doll. Uh, Very good arm and leg breaking too. Yeah, really good. Um, this is a really great sequence. Um, where I where I have an issue with it at the end is when he's leaving. He stabs the doll with a knife. Um, and then whenever, uh, the the detective and Karen show up, the guy's like all stabbed out and bleeding because Chucky stabbed the voodoo doll. But I'm like, couldn't he just have like stabbed the guy's legs are all broken and stuff. He could have just stabbed the guy for real. Uh, It's more fun to have the doll since you have that power anyway. Might as well just go ahead and use it. That's true. I mean, we've established voodoo um, anyway, so we might as well. Um, all right. And he reveals to them, like with his dying breath, that, the, that his heart is real. Now the only way to kill Chucky is to kill his heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Kinda so now like we Jason get, in the later sequels. Yeah. So now we get the sequence where, uh, Chucky is breaking into Andy's hospital. Um, this is all really good because Andy's freaking. This is the scene where I really liked Andy because he like this kid is like really crying here. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, curious. he was really good in the uh, the mental uh, ward scenes. I mean, it was upsetting to me because again, we've talked about we have children this age, and like that kid's like really crying and he's really scared and I'm like I don't even want to know what happened yeah. on the set of this movie to upset this child so much um but he's he he's terrified in that and scene. it's warranted too because he looks out the window and in the same building this is just a gigantic building he sees far off in the distance there is like a little person dressed as Chucky playing Chucky and he's like climbing up these uh the uh, the outside stairs, I guess, mm-hmm. at the parking garage or something, and he just sees him at a distance, and and he's just like, "Oh shit!" And he's like, "Don't leave me in here!" Like he's so terrified of him. It, it's really upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Chucky breaks in. He steals the keys. Lets himself into Andy's room. Crawls up on Andy's bed with a knife. Now here's where I'm confused. I don't know why he's got the knife out because if he stabs Andy. Isn't he just killing the body that he's going to try to get into? He's the, not stabbing to kill. He's stabbing to to immobilize. Mm. The voodoo the voodoo doesn't add up, Doug. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
Don't I know it. <laughs> you know how many times I've had to say that in my life. Now, guys, the voodoo is just not adding up here. <laughs> Check your voodoo numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, this leads to a great sequence where uh, Andy runs out of the room. The doctor chases Andy, catches him. He's trying to like give him a sedative because Andy's freaking the fuck out. The doctor's like... We got to get this kid under control. Um, Chucky stabs the doctor in the leg, very Pet Cemetery esque. Slices yes. the back of his leg, and then straps on this like head strap for like electroshock treatment, and just fucking fries the doctor's. Just fries his fucking head, dude. That that was. And you don't actually annoying. see it, but they cut back and you see the aftermath and yeah. like his eyes and shit are bleeding. bleeding and, yeah. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's, it's a rough one. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. So the cops come, like the cops show up and once again, like they're just like, Oh man, this doctor's dead, and the detective's like, "Okay, well, where's Andy?" Oh, we didn't even talk about the detective's partner. I don't know this guy's name, but he's fucking dressed like Uncle Joey from Full House. Like, I don't know <laughs> this outfit. Dude, he looks like a fucking rejects from a TGIF sitcom. I mean, he, <laughs> he was terrible. That jacket is awful. That mustache is the worst. Oh, this guy's, t- and he's not a good cop because he's like. We can't find the kid. And I'm like, man, this six-year-old is evading the police force like fucking wild. Like, I don't know. And by the way, this is the same police force that's convinced he's a dangerous murderer. His his partner looks like if you took um, <laughs> Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the guys who created <laughs> South Park, and made them into one person. <laughs> Trey Stone. <laughs> He's here, Detective <laughs> Trey Stone. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, um, so uh, Andy goes back home, and Karen's like, I always told him to go back home if he's ever in trouble to head home. So, so Andy goes home, and, uh, you know, he locks himself in the apartment. Uh, Chucky's able to break in though, um, and uh, and he hits Andy over like eventually. There's like a little cat and mouse here, but he eventually hits Andy over the head with like some sort of like stick or baseball bat or t ball bat or something. I don't know. And, yeah, uh, baseball bat. Yeah, and then uh, sets about performing his uh voodoo ritual uh, once again um but uh detective mike and karen break into the apartment um they stop the whole thing from happening uh excuse me um mike is um immobilized for some reason he gets stabbed in the leg too i think um, Karen throws, uh, Chucky into the fireplace 
Uh, the whole fireplace sequence, I think, is really great. That that fucking Chucky doll is oh, like it's awesome. slamming against that that cover, the fireplace that Karen's holding up with her back. Yeah, Chucky is thrashing around because they oh, locked him into the fireplace. And I didn't know you could get like a screen guard that locked, but yeah, for plot she, reasons, they have it. So well, I think Andy I think she's a match in there after they turn the gas on. I think she's holding it in place with her body. I think that's what's Oh, I happening. thought she like slammed the door shut and like locked it. Mm. I mean, her holding it is helping too. Yeah. Um, she turns the gas on. She can't reach the matches. Andy lights the match. Um, I, and then Chucky's like, but Andy, I'm your friend till the end. I, I could have. Yeah. Brad Dourif is really, really giving it his all here because he's. He's really pulling off the I'm fucking pissed and thrashing around yeah. stuff. And then uh, 180s it into this sad sack. <laughs> but Andy, I'm your best I'm friend, your friend type yeah. of bullshit. Yeah. And then Andy it's gets really good. He says, I'm your friend of the end. And then Andy, I could have lived without the Arnold Schwarzenegger one liner. Oh, here. yeah. I could have done without the fucking. Uh, <laughs> this uh, is the end. Shit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's the 80s and that's just what happens. But, you know, it just was, I mean, it is what it is. It was just a little silly. Um, I say in a movie about a, you know, voodoo possessed satanic doll. (laughs) The six year old getting revenge just took me out of it. I want to see more of the killer doll. Um, And then Chucky bursts into flames. Watching the doll like just die in flames is is pretty wild, too. Well, they cut the, they he throws the match in there and then they cut to the Andy and um, Karen reacting and then cut back to Chucky. And it's a little person in the Chucky suit yes. on fucking fire. And he is on fire. He, he pushed to the other room to check on uh, detective Mike. And uh, Karen's like, I need the first aid kit from under the sink. Uh, you already know what's coming. And he goes back out there and rut row. Chucky's body is gone. Um, and then we get fucking burned up Chucky, which Doug burned up. Chucky is awesome. <laughs> hey man, it, he is fucking gnarly. He is. He's like melted, but it looks good. Like I, I loved burned up Chucky. I thought this looked great. And now Doug here, you get your fucking Terminator scene. Cause his fucking skin's melting off. Yep. Um, Karen's got a gun. She fucking shoots one of his arms off, shoots one of his legs off, shoots his head off. And then the, like the one armed burned up corpse of the doll is like dragging itself toward her like Terminator at the end of the movie. Um, and you can see all the wires and metal stuff. Oh, it's so good. The the doll was built on the, uh, the doll's quote unquote skeleton and those little metal sharp things sticking out of his fucking hand. Yeah, so he's got claws now. It's so good. Um, I I love it. Um, and uh, and so finally they shoot it again. It's they sh- they shoot it again, and he stops coming. And once again, they're like, "Oh, we're all safe now." Fucking detective Uncle Joey shows up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> detective Matt Stone <laughs> appears. And um, they uh, 
and and Mike is very clear. He's like, the doll came to life. It really happened. I saw it. It's out in the hallway. Don't touch it. And this dingus goes out there, fucking immediately picks up his head. And he's like, hey, you mean this thing? This thing's harmless. And he sets it on top of the TV. And he's like poking it and stuff. And then fucking, just like Jason, uh, fucking Chucky's body bursts out of the air vent and grabs this guy by the throat. Um, I mean, this is exactly like the end of Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, they managed to like throw him. The the whole time this is happening though, well, the uh, body is attacking and trying to rip that guy's throat out. The head is is all like, yeah, get him, get him. (laughs) Get that bitch leather face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So, uh, they, he throws the body across the room. Um, they're trying to shoot at it. Kieran's like, aim for his heart. And then uh, the doll's death scene. I mean, Doug, wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they shoot this thing in the heart. The heart explodes out of the back of the doll, just sprays fucking blood everywhere. This is what and, this is. And the body goes flying. <laughs> yeah. This is a better death scene than a lot of movies get. I mean, it's pretty fucking yeah. impressive. Um, and then, you know, that's, that's it. And that fucking really creepy music kicks in like as the, as the credits roll. Um, and I watched the whole credits because the music was so creepy and I just sat there and let it roll and, uh, it's really good. And I fucking, I fucking had a blast watching this. Yeah. This, the, uh, the first one is is so good. Now all the sequels get uh, two and three are more straightforward slashers, but the rest of them, uh, like uh, Bride and Seed, they get uh, really silly. They're don't real they? silly. Yeah, I think Curse yeah. and Cult. Curse and Cult, or go back to the more seriousness of yeah. like the first one. They keep the comedy. With some silly. There's, yeah. there's a little silliness. Because there's a little silliness in the first one. In this yeah, one. of course. But, um, yeah, the more more so focusing on the horror aspect instead of the, you know, the the bride and seed and all that were celebrating Chucky as a celebrity. He was known out in the world. So when people came across to him, they were like, oh, shit, let me have your autograph. And then he would kill them and shit like that. You yeah. Know? It's just super goofy. Doug, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. This whole premise is really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This movie is really well made. Like it's way better than it has any right to. Oh my to god! <laughs> it's so like they they spent a lot of money on this. Like, dude, they don't make fucking Blumhouse doesn't spend nine million dollars on anything unless it's a fucking Halloween sequel. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. They spend like one to five million tops, and that's 2021 money. This is 1988, and they spent nine million dollars to bring this story to life. That's fucking wild, dude. It's crazy, man. It's really well made. Okay, and I think this is the perfect place to have the Tom Holland discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's a question, really, Doug. What the fuck happened to Tom Holland? 
Um, he he did a couple of movies and then he went to do TV because and and then he did a little some acting spots here and there. Yeah, he's done some acting stuff, but he did. I mean, he did Fright Night in 1985, and then Child's Play in 1988, and these movies are huge. And uh, he have, did The Beast Within, sir. Have you ever seen that? I've never seen The Beast Within. Well, he wrote that. Oh, I thought he directed that too. Mm-mm, not according to Wikipedia, which you know is always accurate. So maybe. Ah, yeah, you're right. Uh, he uh, wrote uh, Class of '84 too, right? Yeah, I know Class he did of '84. He did. He wrote Psycho too. The first thing he directed was Fright Night, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and then he did Child's Play. And then he didn't direct anything for five years. He did some movie called The Temp, which I read about, and it flopped big time. And then he did... Is that some sort of, like, procedural or something? No, it was, um... Let's see, it like is one a, of those adult procedural movies that you were, like, longing to come back? <laughs> no, not... Yeah, it like should be, but... type stuff? It should be, but this one is a neo-noir psychological thriller... Uh, that follows a troubled businessman whose life is upturned after the arrival of a mysterious female temp worker. Um, it's a movie that cost $15 million and only made $6 million. All and, right. and then after that, he did Thinner, the Stephen King adaptation, which is not good. It's really not mm. good. Um. You know, that cost $14 million and only made $15 million. So he, like, I guess he broke even on that one. And then he didn't direct anything else for 14 years. So I don't know. I don't know if he had two, like, really bad movies in a row. Now it looks like he did some. I, I know he did, like, some Tales for the Crypt, Tales from the Crypts. Uh, episodes and like some masters of horror and stuff and yeah. a couple other um didn't he do a stephen king tv movie uh the langoliers which is also rough <laughs> mm. i just don't, I don't know, know what... man maybe something happened and it just put a bad taste in his mouth and he just he i wonder he if it was just that, that, that wasn't his gonna be his main career I wonder if it was more. just those two stinkers, like back to back, like he two flops, and then they're just like, "Oh, that's the guy that makes the fucking the doll movie." But dude, Child's Play and Fright Night are no, fucking classics. I would say Child's Play and Fright Night are iconic. They're classics, and I just don't know what happened. I'm, I just don't know, cause it. I mean, when you see Thinner, I mean, Thinner is fucking not good. It, it's shocking that the same person even made it. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, he made, and we've covered, you know, both those movies now, uh, Friday Night and, of course, Tonight Child's Play, and it's just Straight like... Friday Night in the archives. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but he's really fucking, I mean, he made two movies that fucking rock. Friday Night is just so great, and then Child's Play, I mean, dude, I just had a fucking blast watching this movie. Really well made. Um, well, it says here, I'm, I'm looking up something. He he it. went to law school and he has a degree in law. So maybe he does some law shit now and so film stuff is just something he does on the side. So interesting. 
Man, I don't, I don't know. know. Feel like he should have just been. Feel like he. I mean, the both those movies. I mean, this movie made a shit ton of money. I wonder why he didn't. I wonder why he didn't come back and do any of the sequels. Probably Maybe. wanted too much money, because he Possibly. was a name by then. I mean, because even even Fright Night cost <clears throat> like seven million dollars, made like twenty five. So I mean, these are two hugely successful movies. Well, another Universal bought Child's Play. Oh, that's true. From MGM. That's true. So maybe it has also some sort of maybe universal they're... inner working to kept Tom Holland from away from it or something. That's possible because you know nobody respects horror, Doug. Maybe they're like, we want a real director. I think um, the guy who helped Mancini um, write the screenplay for the first one directed the second one, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting. Well, I want to dig into them um, because... I've seen this yeah, one. I, I the definitely want to take a journey into the entire franchise. I've seen all of them before, but it's yeah. been a while. Yeah. And I remember watching Curse and Cult a couple of years back uh, while we were doing the podcast, just randomly. I think you said you watched them on a they whim. Were, and I was like, I've been wanting to watch them. And I got around to watching it. And it just fueled the fire to watch some more Chucky. And, and I rewatched the first one. And then we watched uh, the remake. Which and I, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm all in on on child play. I also like the remake. I, I was really surprised. It was fun. I was really surprised, but I mean, it's not as good as this one. But like, it's not a t- it's a pretty good movie, honestly. Um, yeah, it was. It's a it's a serviceable horror movie. That's a way to like. That's a way to do a remake because like it keeps all the important beats and kind of does its own thing and it doesn't shit on the the source material and it's not fucking it's not just a cash grab it's like a you know there's some good people working on that i like that movie Mm -hmm. um yeah man uh fucking child's play That, that, that was a fun watch i highly recommend everybody uh check it out Mm Hmm. good stuff Mm Hmm. Um, all right, Doug, well, you want to tell the folks, uh, what we'll be digging our next, uh, our next pride month, uh, film next week, next week, we will be talking, um, uh, well, we'll be going to 1996 Oh man! and we'll be discussing a film by Mr. Andrew Fleming called the craft oh yeah now doug let me tell you something Mm -hmm. i've never seen the craft and that's why we're watching it Mm -hmm. well that's not why we're watching it but yeah that's why we're watching yeah it's like hey you never seen this well we gotta watch it brother um no i'm excited uh because i know it's i know it's held in really high regard i just never um i never seen it i've always been a fan of this film and um uh, it's going to be fun to talk about. And uh, Kendall will be back, hopefully. Yes. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully she gets over that. got the disturbed Dis- diarrhea. Yeah, disturbed diarrhea flu or whatever it is. Um, But yeah, so next week we will be back. Uh, And we will be talking. Back with the crab. Yeah. And if you have a favorite, uh, you know, uh, LGBTQ horror film that you think we should be checking out, uh, hit us up as Let always. Let us know. Uh, at gmail.com. Yep. 
Facebook, Instagram, you know where we are. Any, if you know of any that's done by uh, someone other than uh, men, a woman or yeah. a transgender person, whatever pronoun they prefer, uh, please let us know because we just found like a bunch of du- bunch of dudes. Yeah, I mean that's Hollywood for you, dude. Like even in a marginalized group of people, they're just like men reign yeah, they're even, yeah they're even marginalizing the marginalized people i know it's ridiculous um all right man well uh that was a good time i really enjoyed it let's uh let's talk about all this headline but it's just kind of one of those things that people talk about um kevin bacon still wants to get back into the tremors franchise doug let's do it let's do it they and shot that fucking pilot for the I show know. that didn't get picked up with kevin I bacon know. in it let me. Uh, Kevin Bacon is a major star. Like he's not a minor celebrity. Kevin Bacon's a big fucking deal. You've got a TV show based on a really popular um, IP, and the 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 original star is back, and that original star is Kevin Bacon, and he's on board. He wants to be in it, and you don't pick that show up. You're crazy. You're crazy. The, yeah, I the, don't know why that fell through. It was going to be on sci-fi and everything. I it don't just know. did not get picked up. Maybe many, it wasn't the pilot was terrible. How many Tremor sequels are there, Doug? Isn't like eight? There are seven. Seven. There are six sequels, you know, in the original. So okay. seven total. People are watching these movies, Doug. I don't care. Maybe eight. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe off. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. People are watching them. Is the point? Like, there's yeah, a, I'm watching them. That they wouldn't make them for like 10 people to watch like there there is an audience for tremors and you add kevin bacon to that there's an audience for kevin bacon and i just maybe it'll be another movie i don't know who knows who knows um hocus pocus 2 this would have been a good headline for kindle if uh she were here hopefully she's listening um hopefully she's listening wherever she is um, on the toilet <laughs> um hocus pocus 2 is coming at disney plus um yeah, next next october yeah original cast returning um it's all happening uh i read the the uh, very brief plot synopsis <laughs> yeah, for it like, and it sounds like the same thing over again yeah it's like now, i know you hate hocus up. pocus but i love hocus pocus mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a fun movie kitten Kendall loves Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. She's a huge It's one of her favorite movies. But um, I don't know. I figured they would change it up a little bit. I don't don't know. I'll still watch it. Yeah, we're going to watch it. I mean, dude, I I don't care for it, as you mentioned. But we watch it every year because my wife also loves it. And we've been showing it to Grayson, and he digs it. So, you know, I mean, it's a... Yeah, my kids love it. My wife love it. It's a a Halloween tradition. We watch it every year same it's just you know it's it's one of those like the kids are saving the world and I just, kind of, <laughs> it's just so dumb um but yeah it's coming so that'll be i'm sure that'll be a big deal um alexander uh, alexander aha aja aja yeah our our guy um, teasing a choose-your-own-adventure horror movie that he's making with Amblin. Now, I don't know how that works. Um, 
but this is what wasn't there a Netflix movie where you choose your own? Yeah, so maybe yeah, it was like one and of everyone the, fucking hated it. Oh, did they? I never watched it. Um, it was one of the Black Mirror things. Uh, I think it was a movie where you could choose what you wanted to happen. So maybe they're doing. Uh, I imagine it would have to be on a streamer like that, so that uh, you yeah. could be interactive. But I'll I'll check it out. Have you I, caught his brand new uh, sci-fi flick that's on that just came on Netflix? Um, no. It's called Oxygen or some shit like that. Oh shit! I didn't even realize this. Was it happening. just dropped. Um, oh, I'm adding it to maybe my... a week, week and a half ago or something. Oh, uh, I put it in my my stuff to watch, so I'll get to it in about ten years. So. Yeah, when we speak next, I'll have seen it. This guy, he's got a lot of goodwill with me. I I love. Yeah, I, he is. He's a really good body of work. If you're not familiar, he did uh, Hills Have Eyes. He did the the remake. He did mm-hmm. uh, High Tension. Crawl. crawl oh man i loved crawl piranha yeah. piranha 3d yeah. yeah um i read an article on bloody disgusting i think this week where he had pitched an idea he had a sequel ready that he wanted to do for hills have eyes and the studio just didn't want to do it and they made that fucking shitty sequel without him i also read a article by them saying that he wants to do a crawl too Oh, I saw that also. Yes, he said they're they're trying to come up with it. Um, yeah, and I commented on said Facebook post from Bloody Disgusting. I was like, hell yeah, put that yeah. alligator in space. And I made a bunch of people angry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> people get way too serious. <laughs> um, Crawl is a movie that I've gone back to a few times, Doug. I remember seeing it, and I was like, yeah, that was something. I've seen it four I- or five times, I think. I've only seen it that once, but um, it's a good watch. It's on Hulu. If you got Hulu, check it out. It's in the fucking, it's in the dump bin at Walmart. $5 yeah, Blu-ray. It's I bought worth it. the five bucks. I bought it's, it for it's $5. It's good. It's a fun movie. It's great. <laughs> um, Crawl is dope, man. Uh, everybody should check it out. Um, All right, let's see. I think that might be might be all I had. I thought there was one. oh um this is I guess it's not really horror but bloody disgusting put it out so I guess what Henry Cavill in talks to star in a new Highlander film. Uh, from the director okay. of John Wick. All right. I like all these ingredients, Doug. So, I don't have any. I mean, I don't have any investment. I I like I loved Highlander when I was a kid, so I would like to see. That's a property. I feel like I don't I don't know that anybody's like. That that's a property that only needed one fucking film. That's very true. Well, you're getting another one. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's all the news that I got for this week, Doug. Um, I. Let's do some rants recommends. You watch anything this week? Man, I got I got one okay. that I'll throw out there. Uh and I have some shout outs, so save time. Uh yes, I, I think I know your shout outs, but let's let's do your recommends first. Um I this, this I I watched a movie on Shudder, Shudder Original. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it was recommended to me from uh, I follow an account on Instagram. This is one of my shout outs oh, called yeah. Halloween is Forever. He talks a lot about horror movies, posts a lot of Halloween nostalgia stuff, just a fun account to follow. And he's starting his own podcast, which I'm pretty eager to listen to because we talk a lot back and forth and he seems like a pretty good dude. But he watched it and recommended it on his page. So I, I had the time and checked it out. It's on Shudder, like I said. It's called Seder. That's right. I remember you posting about this because I shared it. Made in 2019, just released this year. <laughs> um, it is about this. Um, kind of don't want to tell you anything because it will kind of give everything away. But give us like a vague um there's a family that's torn apart by something and um and this something may be living out in the woods trying to hunt them all down okay all right that's a good there's way more to it than that i just gave you a very vague general depiction um it's an extremely slow burn, but it's also only 90 minutes. I was going to say, you said it was a really slow burn, but it's pretty short, too, so I think that's good. Yeah, it's like maybe 87 minutes. I don't know, but it's 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 very short, but it's a, an extremely slow burn. This movie fucking is bleeding atmosphere out of its ass. I mean, nice. everything is beautiful and creepy as fuck. The, the setting is a character itself. There's all kinds of shit going on in this flick, and it plays like uh, Lovecraft, but instead of uh, hyper-designed monsters representing something, it's old-school pagan symbolism representing something. So, um, yeah, very creepy, worth your time. Not a lot of fucking dialogue in this movie at all. Um, There's there's this one woman in it who is fucking phenomenal. It's an old lady and she's pretty key to the entire story. Mm-hmm. Um, that she's just blowing everybody away. She's acting the fuck out of the thing. And then I found out she's not even a fucking actor. She's the director's grandma who's doing him a favor. <laughs> nice. and she's fucking killing it in this movie. Nice. She's so natural. And it's because she's, she's a, being a real, herself. she's a real person. Yeah. But yeah, Shudder, watch Seder. I can't recommend enough. Um, it is really good. Hell yeah. But yeah, that's the only movie I have to recommend. Gotcha. But yeah, uh, the shout outs real quick. Give uh, Halloween is Forever on Instagram. That's his handle. Mm-hmm. Check him out. He's got a podcast coming out. It should be good because he seems like a stand up dude been talking to him for a while he's got good taste in movies good taste in holidays all that good shit (laughs) um uh also on instagram there's this artist i've been following and talking to a lot and i believe he listens to us named richard garcia Mm, he does extremely um sweet uh horror art but he's also a massive godzilla fan so he does all this really cool godzilla art too so check him out and he has an Etsy page where you can buy all these really cool ass stickers did I give you a Joe Bob sticker no. last year for Halloween oh wait I, thought I gave you one yeah you did you did yeah, yeah yeah the check it out sticker yep 
That yeah, is? I got mine on my laptop. That's one of his. Nice. He does shit like that, but he also has. Go to his Etsy store and check it out. He's got Joe Bob stickers, Darcy stickers, Jason, Michael Myers. You fucking name it. He's got it. <clears throat> yeah, we follow him it's on just, the on the TCR Instagram page. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's um, his art is really fucking cool. Yeah, he's really um, talented. Also, um, there's a guy I met. His son attends my daughter's preschool, and he just came up to me and started talking to me because he kept noticing all my horror shirts. Um, he's a big horror fan, but he's also really into comic books, and mm-hmm. he gave us a listen, and he really dug us. Dug us, And um, he runs a comic book blog based out of St. Louis called The Newest Rant. Mm-hmm. So if you're into comic books, and uh, I told him I used to collect comic books, but I had kids and I ain't got time for them anymore. Yeah. And he just gave me, um, they just kicked off the um, the What If series. Marvel brought that back that oh, they used yeah. to do in the 70s and 80s and 90s. They just brought that back. And there's a really cool story about what if Spider-Man kept the symbiote suit in the 80s instead of uh, getting rid of it and Venom got it. So uh, he just out of the blue just gave me that series to read, and um, I read it. And I was, went to give it back to him. He's like, "No, you keep it." And uh, it was really good, and I can't thank you enough for that. So, hell yeah, yeah, check it out. The newest rant. If you like comic books and shit, check him out. Just nice. Google it. I don't have your URL right off the top of my my head. I'm sorry, sir, but his name is David. Good guy. And thanks for listening, dude. Yeah, but uh, it's always appreciated. And of course, um, the Don't Push Falls podcast. They oh, had this yeah. massive fucking giveaway. All this super cool stuff. I don't even want to know how much money they spent on this, but I fucking want it. Saw got that. two John Carpenter LPs, fucking comics, a Terminator figure, a bunch of movies, all kinds of shit. And can't thank them enough because uh they put on a great podcast if you like film of any genre they talk about whatever the fuck they feel like talking about and it's a really good film podcast so check them out and they're from the same city we live in too so they good folks yeah they just thank you guys for letting me win that contest they just did the terminator which was which was really good it was a good episode. Yeah, was really the first good. the first movie, and they talk about the entire franchise. Yep. So yeah, give them a shout, give them a follow. Don't push Paul's podcast. Good folks, good good show, and thanks again. I want that cool ass content. <laughs> Doug, you're out there fucking networking, dude. You're meeting all kinds of motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm trying to get people to man. They just walk up to me. I fucking I go out of my way to avoid people, and I get <laughs> people coming up to me. I, I try to look as uninviting as a human can look. I I honestly do. <laughs> I don't like people talking to me, but I'm not gonna fucking you know be an asshole if they do approach me. Oh. I give off that standoffish vibe for a reason, but hey, if you're gonna make the effort to talk to me, I, I'm not gonna be a dickhead. Meanwhile, I walk yeah. around grinning like a goon, and people are just like, "Stay away from that freak." <laughs> <laughs> Well, hell yeah, man. That's great. Uh, you got anything? I mean, you know, no, I don't have anything. I think Yeah. I watched Heat again. The Michael Mann movie is really good. 
<laughs> I think yours were good though. I think I think we can I think we can end it there. That was good. Those are some solid shout outs. And, and heat. And heat. No, that's a good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. I mean it's been forever since I've seen Heat. Same. I hadn't watched it in a long time and I recently watched um I recently watched Den of Thieves, which we were talking about, which borrows from Heat heavily, and I was just like, fuck, man, I love Den of Thieves. I'm gonna watch That's Heat. four weeks in a row, Den of Thieves has made the podcast. <laughs> it's a fucking good movie. <laughs> um, I showed it to Elise, and she she loved it, and then I was just like, I woke up the next day, and she was going to the grocery store for a while, and I was like, man, I'm going to watch Heat, so I, I watched it. And... <gasps> Den of Thieves? Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched Heat, so good movie. Good times. That's all I got, man. Cool. Let's, let's let's bring it in for a landing. Uh let's do it. Well, if you want to hit us up, carpenterrantspod at gmail.com. Please uh hey again, if you know of any LGBT horror, please send it our way. We'd love to uh look at it. Yeah. Give it a watch. Yep. Especially if there's any women or trans folks that have done it. Because, man, we had a hard time looking for this stuff. There was some out there, but it was super indie and couldn't find it. I found a couple of movies, but they're not streaming anywhere. I was I was flirting with... Um, I was flirting with the idea of putting The Matrix on the list. Because it's not a horror movie. Ain't horror. Yeah, but but... It was marketed as horror, and that first movie was in the horror section of Blockbuster and Suncoast and every other video store. Um, they pushed that as a horror movie for a long time. Um, so I was gonna try. I was gonna swing that in on a technicality, but um, I didn't, obviously. Mm. But yeah, it's uh, you know. Yeah, let us know. And I'm you looking can hit for us some up diversity. On... Yeah, we are. And you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, the Carpenter Rants podcast. Just search it, like us, love us, all the good stuff. Follow. And, um, you know, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, fucking Farmers Only, uh, <laughs> Pornhub, wherever you get podcasts, we're there. Dude, you you switch your, if you have a podcast, switch it on over to Anchor because, first of all, it's free, which is, that's Angel Fire. We're there too. Yeah. Um, second of all, um, they just automatically push it out to every service that, that streams podcasts. So you don't, you don't have to do anything. Um, it, it, it's pretty great. So that's, that's where we're hosted now. So check it out. Sweet. Yep. Um, all right, folks. Well, next week we're talking the craft. Hopefully Kindle will be, uh, feeling better and she'll be back with us. Um, until then, uh, share the show. She's talking the crap. Sorry. <laughs> um, that was un- dumb. <laughs> That's all right. I, 90% of what I say is dumb. <laughs> it's been almost four years, Doug. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, share the show with someone you know and uh, give us a follow and a holler. Please do. Uh, All right. Well, until next week, uh, we uh, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, We've been the Nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Joe. Keep on ranting.
Thank you for listening to The Carpenter Rants. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. And Spotify.